The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. Welcome to Three Hours Per Carry. It is our preview show. Uh, we are doing this 48 hours, pretty much almost to the minute, ahead of Miami's Black Friday game uh, on Amazon, on the road against the New York Jets. And before we get into that, Alf is here, Chris is here, I am Simon, as you know. But this show is brought to you, as always, by Prize Picks. Use the promo code three yards. That's number three yards. Get a one hundred dollar match bonus on your one hundred dollar deposit. And of course, by Manscaped, where would we be without Manscaped? Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code five number five RSN at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code five RSN, gentlemen. On the road against the New York Jets, never easy, especially against this defense. And especially against the presence that is the great Timothy Roger Boyle. Actually, I think I've probably probably made his name up in the middle name. I just thought he kind of feels like a Roger. I'm going to check what his name is because we're nothing if not. uh, His middle name is Kevin. Timothy Kevin Boyle. So I was fairly close. Do you want to know the greatest Tim Boyle stat of all time? (laughs) What? Hit me. So he's played at UConn, played at Eastern Kentucky, and then has been around the mill in the NFL, right? He threw an entire, for his entire career at UConn in three years, he threw one touchdown pass and 13 picks. That is not wrong. That is not the other way around. Aggressive. At Eastern Kentucky, he threw 12 touchdowns and 26 picks. Okay, and in the NFL, he's thrown three touchdowns and nine picks. So his career since he left high school, he's thrown forty-eight picks at eleven touchdowns. How is that possible? How is that possible? How is it possible? It's possible because he's evidently a pretty good golf partner of Aaron Rodgers. But he's thrown thirty-seven more picks than he has touchdowns since he left high school. And unfortunately, I can't get onto Max Preps to look at his um. To look at his oh, high school, <laughs> but there is a possibility that he may have thrown more picks than touchdowns since he started playing football. 
Yeah, uh, that type of guy should end up in the USFL, but man, I, again, it pays to be Aaron Rodgers' buddy. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not sure I'd play him in the lingerie league based on those stats. I mean, can we be serious? <laughs> I mean, that is unbelievable. Uh, we're not allowed <laughs> to talk about I've, I've seen some of those games, man. So, some of those those women have pretty good arms and they can deliver it yeah, on time. They, they can throw, man. So I don't know if I don't know if he can actually play there. You know, you watch the actual game. I, I've seen highlights, and I've it's like highlights. real football. Like those None women are is, killing themselves. None I, of it, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. It's right, good football. Well, well, you know what he is, uh, Simon? Though I got told, is, um, told it's not just Aaron Rodgers' uh, connection. It's uh, Nathaniel Hackett recruited. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, I got I got told off for for chat on on Twitter the other day. Somebody messaged to say we did way too much chat about our combine, <laughs> um, and that thirteen minutes was seriously overegging the pudding. So <laughs> can we not just get straight to it? So. <laughs> We're getting straight to it. This is what happens when the Miami Dolphins are on offense. In the first half of the show, we'll look at what happens when the Jets are on offense with uh, Mr. 48 picks and 11 touchdowns, Tim Boyle, uh, in the second half of the show. Boys, the, the Jets are 11th overall in, in total defense, 11th in scoring defense, but they're actually significantly better, obviously, because why wouldn't they? Because their secondary is outstanding against the pass. They're fifth against the pass with arguably the best two cover corners in the NFL and Source Gardner and... And DJ Reed, but they are 20th, 30th in run defense. Um, and last week we played the 29th team in the NFL, uh, the Raiders in run defense, and kind of had a you know, sticky-ish day. Where do we see this battle being won? Because this, to me, I've seen a lot of the Jets this season. This, to me, is a team that can get home with four as part with with pass rushers, and they've got an excellent, and we'll get into an excellent rotation both in the middle with Quinn and Williams, obviously. Um, and on the edge with the with the guys they've got rushing the passer, um, very very speedy linebackers who can really run downhill to the ball. Uh, Quinn Williams' brother, obviously Quincy, and uh, and your man whose name completely escapes me, CJ Mosley. Um, yeah, CJ Mosley, of course. And then um, who who's been terrific, and um, and in that secondary, obviously we just talked about the corners, but Jordan Whitehead at safety, and you know there's some serious players on on that on that side of the ball obviously short week obviously traveling this is a team that we know the dolphins have kind of you know i think if we're honest and we talked about it on monday's show sort of slowed down a little bit over the last few weeks miami's offense has averaged only 20 and a half points over its last four games we've struggled a bit on the road struggled a bit in loud environments in which we forced to go to silent snap we've snuggled a bit snuggled struggled and snuggled a bit in the cold weather apparently 44 degrees um <laughs> on Friday in New York, it will be quite cold. So, you know, there's a bit to prove for this offense in terms of going back on the, you know, on the road and tackling some of those things that have sort of tripped us up along the way. But, but where do we see this one being won by the Dolphins offense, especially on a short week? On the interior, I think. And um, if you watch the Jets and you have, and I've watched them a lot because I've mostly hate watched them all, all year. Uh, they're extremely well on the floor. They're, they're really, really good uh, as far as getting out on the flat. And it's something that Miami has been wanting to get to, and they just never seem to get to. And uh, Devon Achan asking out early in early in that game against the Raiders probably put a kibosh on about 25% of the install. And it's something I wanted to see. I wanted to see the passing game to these running backs. If there's ever a time where they're going to employ – that passing game to their running backs. It's against the Jets because you want to stress those linebackers. You don't want them uh, playing downhill and just playing fill and scrape over and over again because if they do that, they will stop the run on you because that means that you're just going to be completely one-dimensional. If you watch the Bills, 
against them this past weekend. The Bills employed that passing game to the running backs, stressed those linebackers, and all of a sudden that defense, which is really good in a condensed area, started spreading out a bit, and then here came the chunk plays. So I think that's going to be key. It's going to be important. Um, I hope Devon Achan plays, but if he does not, they're going to have to find uh, a guy that can stress these linebackers in the passing game, and they have to get back to that. It's something that they wanted to get to, and they're going to get to. And by the way, uh, as far as that defense, I think Michael Carter being out is a big deal for for, yeah. for the Jets. But Will McDonald is coming on. That that te- that defense is absolutely talented at yeah. all three levels. Uh, one of the better defenses they're going to face. Uh, maybe the Ravens are a little bit better. I know for a fact Dallas is better. But other than Dallas, maybe, this is probably the second best defense they'll face the rest of the year. Yeah, before I come to Chris, just a very quick one on the running backs. Do you think that Darrington Evans, who was signed yesterday to the practice squad, do you think he'll be elevated? Because from what I was hearing yesterday, it didn't sound like Achan was going to play. So Raheem Mostert kind of, I know he will obviously play, but it's questionable and he's kind of carrying a bit of a knock. We've obviously got Jeff Wilson, but Savan Ahmed has gone on to to, um, to IR. Do we think Evans comes up? Uh, I think that that's the, the most likely answer, but... Uh... I think that they they should if you know if, uh, these injuries they they are piling up piling up and Jeff Wilson has been injured all year he looks fine right now but he looks fine walking through the halls and in the locker room uh, they didn't suit him up this past weekend um, I would explore Michael yeah. Carter he got cut a week ago from the he Jets. was signed by the he was he was claimed he was claimed, claimed by the Cardinals yeah. who claimed yeah, by the Cardinals. I think the, it was Arizona yeah, oh Arizona. wow they have. They have one of the top top waiver priorities, and they just they immediately snapped them up. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Four, that's, that's a guy that would have fit. That would have fit with our team. Yeah, yeah. Four, I think four or five teams were were in for him. Chris, on that defense, this is a team that you know, with its rotation of Michael Clements and Franklin Myers and and Carl Lawson and Alf just mentioned Will McDonald. And obviously Bryce Huff, who's been sensational this season, kind of a name that most people will, will won't really know about, will will kind of fly under the radar. Um. They can obviously get home with four, which has been a bit historically of a problem for for Miami, uh, certainly under Mike McDaniel. And also, how do you expect them to play on the back end? Because, you know, Adrian Amos, a lot of experience. We talked about Jordan Whitehead, a lot of experience, big hitter. But these two corners, Reed and and Gardner, as good as they are, like to man up. They don't like to play a lot of cover two shell, which is what the Dolphins have struggled a little bit against. And and Mike McDaniel said on Monday they faced it 52% of the time this season. Second most in the league. How do you think they'll play it? Do you think they'll just literally go mano y mano on the outside and just say to Jalen and, and Tyree, you've got to beat Source and and Reed? Uh, how do you think it will play? And what do you think those linebackers will do? Do you think they'll step off a little bit in terms of um, Mosley and Williams? I forgot to mention Jermaine Johnson as well in terms of pass rushes. But do you think those guys will will step off a bit and try and flood the middle of the field? How do you think that, that, that the Jets will attack the Dolphins passing game? I think the Jets will um, will go with uh, with two deep a lot actually um, in this game, and I, I think that um, I think they'll do that. I think that there's there's a lot in their background uh, to su- to suggest they can and um, and are willing to do that. Uh, and and particular, this is how you face Miami. I mean, we have to acknowledge at this point that the Dolphins, um, as you put it in, you know, last episode and other places, like the offense seems to be slowing down a little bit. We're not getting some of the easier um, big plays and yardage that uh, that we might have gotten earlier in the year. 
And part of the reason that's happened is because of more too deep too deep coverage. Um, and I think that that's the way to face the Dolphins. I think everybody knows it. The Dolphins know it. Everybody knows it. Um, and and that's what's going to happen. But the question that I have is, you know, anybody who saw that ghastly, you know, Tony Adams injury um, on uh, over the over the weekend, where his uh, he broke his, I think it was his pinky finger, and it and. and broke so badly the bone was like poking through the the glove or whatever uh he's going to be wearing a club on his hand right i mean there, there's no way it, it, he's limited in practice so i assume that they're going to figure out a way to make him play with a broken hand which usually just means a club right yeah mm-hmm. and and i think i think that if you uh if if he plays with a club then i question you know whether the dolphins think Hey, listen. You're you're not an interception threat if you're if you're uh, if you're if you're wearing a club, really. Um, so they might be a little bit more emboldened in some ways in the passing game. Uh, sort of like you know in this Raiders game when uh, when Marcus Epps went out and the, this other guy came in. Um, you know they went after him a little bit, uh, and and you know they paid for it cuz he got an interception but um but i think that they might they might be able to throw toward the middle of the field um and tempt uh the safety area in particular with uh with tony adams a little bit um but the defensive front you know i they they do have good pass rushers and Bryce Huff is a name that people you know they might not know his name very well but they should um you will do on Friday uh, well, yeah, you will on Friday. Bryce Huff is a is a good pass rusher, um, but you know at the same time they just faced Max Crosby, so they've got to be pretty, and they and they shut him down relatively, shut him down. So um, so they've got to be pretty emboldened, I think, uh, about how they're handling pass rushers, provided they're healthy. And Mike McDaniel said today that um, suggested that you know he. He thinks and hopes that Austin Jackson and Lester Cotton will play, which is sort of like, wait, there was a question whether they'll play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, I think that's something to pay attention to. But at the same time, even even though I I am getting everybody's getting a little bit exasperated with these uh, offensive line injuries, and they should be. If the worst were to happen and Lester Cotton can't play at left guard and Austin Jackson goes down or, you know, can't play at right tackle. Um, the Dolphins do actually have answers, I think, with mm-hmm. uh, with at least, you know, Kendall Lamb on the right hand side at right tackle. And um, and I believe Chase and Hines can play pretty well if he uh, if you were called to play at left guard. So, um, you know, we haven't run out of answers yet, but we're getting close. If uh, if if the uh, offensive line keeps taking those injuries. Tony Adams, to be fair to him, actually came back into the game. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. My player, which was astonishing. Despite being listed as doubtful to return, he actually came back. Alf, if we are, if the Jets are going to revert and play some of these lag coverages, these kind of cover two shells to try and shut Miami off, how, how do the Dolphins have to evolve? Because it's something that, like, you know, we talked about it 52% of the time. How do they overcome the ability that defenses are trying to find to take away what we do best. How do they, do they reintroduce some of the RPO game? Like we had, like we talked about on Monday, how do they try and do it? Is it more screens to the back? Is it getting the backs involved in the passing game? I mean, 
to me, obviously, one of the biggest issues in the game on um, on Sunday against the Raiders was the lack of Durham Smythe. You know, just the ability to have a reliable tight end who you can just, you know, you can suck safeties up because they know mm-hmm. they're going to have to kind of pick up a, a tight end either across the middle or out in the flat. And then that, you know, that having a great tight end like that can be a really good uh, two shell buzzer beater, as it were, can't it? Because you know, if your tight end is somebody who's going to threaten the passing game, you're going to have to change how you cover on the back end. Otherwise, he's just going to keep nickel and diming you to death. So how do the Dolphins need to evolve to take down this Jets defense? Because this is a really, really good unit. Yeah, that's, uh, I think they had to do the same thing that they did when Tyreek Hill was standing on the sidelines against the Raiders. They went back to their leverage passing game and, you know, six for six and a touchdown drive. I guess the proof was in the pudding. They got to get Jalen Waddle more involved. He's a good route runner. Uh, he's going to have opportunities against DJ Reed. They don't really flip flop their, their their corners to to chase anybody around or to travel with anybody. So you're going to have opportunities also in in the slot with whoever you line up in the slot because uh, they don't tend to travel Sauce Gardner into the slot. He's always on the perimeter. DJ Reed sometimes will travel to the slot. So you're going to have opportunities, and you're going to have opportunities in 11 personnel. And, man, just get back to that leverage passing game. It looks so good against the Raiders with, of course, he only threw to, to Jalen Waddle over and over again. But a little bit more diversity in the in the passing game. And, you know, I sound like a broken record, but you got to get these running backs involved in the passing game. It's your It's your ticket to opening up that game on Friday against the Jets. And scoring those three touchdowns, I can I keep talking about because I really yeah. do believe that you score three touchdowns against the Jets, there's just no possibility of losing. It just is. Yeah. Well, can I can I follow up there though, Alf? Uh, do you does that you're begging for the backs to get involved in the passing game? We uh, we don't have uh, Savan Ahmed anymore. And and to be fair about what you were saying about shutting down some of that that the game plan. Because of uh, Achan's being out, I, I think they, I think they really did displace uh, Ahmed in, in some of those same situations, and he had some plays in the passing game. Um, but he's out, and Achan might not play, and so then you have this situation with you know Jeff Wilson. He only didn't dress; it wasn't injury. It was he doesn't play special teams like pretty much at all. And so, uh, so the the RB two was supposed to be uh, Achan, um, and instead of Wilson, and RB you know RB three is a special teams player. So, um, so that was Savan Ahmed. That that made the most sense, and I think Mike McDaniel said so. Um, so you don't have him. Uh, you might not have Achan. You you're just going to go with the most certain Wilson show. Do you have Wilson take the bulk of carries? freeing up Mostert to be more involved in the passing attack, you know, so that you, because you can't, you probably can't have Mostert at his age with his, you know, wear and tear, just do it all and act great, like he's Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Right. It's a great um, point. It's a great question. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also do things by, and they have done things uh, on this team by putting Tyreek and Jalen Waddle in, into that role in the backfield. And, you can employ four wide receivers. Like, that's not crazy either. Like, they've done it before. Like, they, they play two running backs sometimes to start games, and they're in 20 personnel with no tight end on the field. Uh, they can employ by by the, the mere personnel that they have. All I want is to stress those linebackers because if those linebackers are covering flat and flare over and over and over again, it's going to open up big gobs of real estate in the middle of the field where Tyreek and Waddle can o- operate. 
But if those linebackers are just staying home because you're just not threatening the flat, you're not threatening with flares or wheel routes, then it's just going to cause congestion. And then you have to go directly to that that leverage game, which is what they did against the Raiders. Yeah. Very successfully for that one drive. I think it's pretty unlikely that Durham Smythe plays on Friday. I mean, he didn't practice yesterday. He missed the game. I mean, I think that, you know, the chances of him suiting up are pretty thin. Would you then briefly, just before we go to break, we obviously have Julian Hill, who's, you know, has been excellent blocking, obviously had the fumble the other day, Tyler Croft. Would you envisage potentially bringing a Tanner Connor or a Nick Bowers up from, you know, because we've just talked about it, you know, having a, a, a tight end who can start to beat coverages underneath and can, can draw a safety in just does so much for this, so much for this offense. I, I, I really do believe that Tanner Connor, you know, if not, why do you have him on the roster? Why do you, why is he employed for the, by the Miami dolphins? Uh, there's a little symmetry there. His worst moment as a Miami dolphin happened on that field last year, uh, on one singular play, but it was a pretty big one. So absolutely. If, if you draw a paycheck, it's time to move you up and it's time to play you. Uh, and he has the skill set. He has the skill set that, you know, can help Miami uh, against the Jets because you just want to occupy those linebackers. They cannot be free to freelance because if they are free to freelance, that's when the Jets defense becomes the Jets defense. Otherwise, they they can look from time to time like they looked against the Buffalo Bills this past week. Because you could potentially have uh, have used Clace Chapel. <laughs> The uh, the brother of Chase Claypool um, in some of those tight, tight end sets. But obviously he had the knee operation. He was limited in practice yesterday. Feels like a Friday game would probably be a bit too soon for Claypool. It's just, uh, it's just a potential issue for the Dolphins. Right, we will go to break in a sec. You're listening to Three Yards Per Carry, our preview show ahead of the Black Friday game on the road against the New York Jets with Simon, Alf, and Chris. And when we return, we will look at what happens when the boil-tastic New York Jets take the ball. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc are you a south florida property owner with an insurance claim are you dealing with water mold or fire damage to your home or business are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed certified and insured if the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. 
Water cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six. That's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Or visit the website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than eighty five star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. Welcome back to the second half of Three Hours Per Carry. It is our preview show. I'm Simon Clancy with Chris Kaufman, Alfredo Artiaga. As always, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks and our friends at Manscaped. Right, in the first half of the show, we looked at what happens when the Dolphins have the ball. Now, it's what happens when Mr. 48 interceptions and 11 career touchdowns, Tim Boyle, is on the field. And all jokes aside, well, actually, maybe not all jokes aside. I mean, this Jets offense is so bad. But there was an, there was an element... <laughs> Of having bless you, there was an element of having Zach Wilson that you know, without joking, you know, he is bad. He has been terrible. The offensive line has been terrible. I mean, is the literally the worst ranked unit in the league. Um, so he doesn't get an awful lot of protection. But his decision making and uh, and those things have not been great. But the Jets. Do you think they went to Boyle simply because they could do nothing else? Do you think that Aaron Rodgers was in the ear of the coaches saying go to Tim? Because he he looked patently abysmal when he came onto the field against the Bills and threw a pick and probably could have thrown at least two more. Um, so how do we how do we see this weighing up? Because obviously the Jets have got some talent on that team. You know, Brees Hall is a very, very good running back. Garrett Wilson is a very, very good wide receiver. So, you know, they are not bereft of of talent, um, you know, at the skill positions. But if the quarterback can't get it done, especially a guy coming in behind the worst offensive line in the league, it kind of doesn't bode well. And it just ha- seems to be happening now at the time where Vic's defense is really beginning to almost to be the story of the second half of the season for the Dolphins. The first half was very much the offense. And it feels like, you know, as the offense begins to just slow down a little bit, this defense is really beginning to pick up the slack. Absolutely. And we don't know if Mackay Becton and Billy Turner are going to play. They're both on the injured, uh, on the injury list. Because Becton was assumed to be out for two weeks, but. You know yeah. they're trying to get into play, so we shall see. We shall see how that yeah, plays out. And Becton is definitely out. I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah, I, I'm like 99 on that one. I think. And on Billy Turner, we don't know. And if Billy well, Turner can't go, then who the hell is lining up a tackle for this? Well, thing? Dwayne Brown is eligible to return and practiced in full yesterday. He's been on IR, so I would assume that Dwayne Brown will get the IR return this week. Oh, okay. So um, that would mean either one of Max Mitchell or Dennis Kelly or Carter Warren. Maybe the guy for the draft from Pittsburgh. Well, he's, he's the guy. He's the guy that came in at left tackle uh, in the the Buffalo game. And and to be fair, we I think all of us kind of liked him coming out of the, of the draft. Yeah. But at the same time, he was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you look at this team, and yeah, you're right. They're not bereft of talent. I I, I kind of like their their tight ends. Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzumwa is is a nice player. Jeremy Ruckert has had his moments in the past. 
Garrett Wilson is an absolute stud, but they don't have much else past Garrett Wilson. Alan Lazard was, I hate to say he's a product of Aaron Rodgers, but he was a product of, of Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. understand. You asked at the top of this segment, you know, what's this Tim Boyle uh, experiment? What is this about? It has to be uh, appeasing the franchise and Aaron Rodgers. Like, you do want him next year to make a run at this thing uh, with what should be an improved roster because they're going to have a very high pick. Um, so, yeah, if he's just getting in the ears of the coaches and saying, look, try my, my, my boy Tim Boyle here for a couple of games, I think they're seeing the writing on the wall. Like, you know, there's not a run to be had to the playoffs here for this team mm -hmm. unless they could pull off some type of miracle to get to 500 and then Aaron Rodgers is going to try to pull off the impossible yeah, so that's, that's the that's the idea that they're running with right now yeah yeah although I think it's completely unrealistic like you know I just don't see it happening that just you know just look at the standings like you take this loss to Miami on Friday season's over yeah, they're done they're done I mean historically it would seem impossible implausible for a near 40 year old man or a 40 year old man to be able to do that so you know mm -hmm. good luck to him and you know if he comes back amazing because the NFL is a better place with Aaron Rodgers in it right mm -hmm. just as it was a better play with Tom Brady in it I know he plays for the Jets and whatever but let's deal with what who is going to be there because you talked about Alan Lazard who's really struggled Randall Cobb has been a healthy scratch and has really struggled they've they've struggled to get the ball to Xavier Gibson who who was excellent preseason the star of hard knocks and we'll talk about hard knocks in a sec um, but I just can't see. I mean, I was at the the, the Jets Giants game, the incredible twenty two punterama um, at the Meadowlands <laughs> or at, at MetLife, and Brees Hall is is obviously a very very good player. The Dolphins will be able to get home with four, especially against this line. So it means it will make you know it will make it difficult for um, for Boyle anyway because the secondary is so good. How do you expect? It feels to me like a lot of emphasis on David Long and on Jerome Baker and on Javon Holland and on Deshaun Elliott this week, guys, in terms of just being able to make sure that Brees Hall does not start to hurt this Dolphins team. Because if that happens, you know, you just don't want to be in a game that's very cold, that's loud and, you know, on national TV and it's 16-9 or it's 13-10 heading into the fourth quarter and Brees Hall's got 140 yards rushing and, just giving them a chance. Do you know what I mean? That, that yeah. we can't allow Hall to establish himself and really twofold, really. We need to get up so that Tim Boyle, we can eliminate Brees Hall from the game plan and B, make it that Tim Boyle is going to have to win the game, which he almost certainly isn't going to do. But allowing Hall to dominate gents is not what we want. Well, I think that uh, something they have to pay attention to is, and this is this is what I'm always going to, usually going to worry about with the Dolphins defense, because I know that, um, they do like to play. They do like to sit back a little bit. They do like to play. Um, you know, have uh, have a too deep uh, look at the snap, or you know, be rotating from there. Um, and so, you know, there's there's opportunities to be had in the run game. But if you really pay attention to it, uh, since that first game of the season, when you know Vic Fangio afterwards and kind of mea culpa and said that um, that it was hard to game plan against the Chargers because you know they hadn't put on any tape under the new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore in preseason they they didn't have any of the starters out there in the preseason they didn't know what to expect and he kind of he said he he said something to the effect of I game plan to stop Mike Wilson or Mike Williams on the big plays and instead we got you know, Austin, the Austin Eckler show um, and and so they allowed 233 yards in that game. 
But since then, in in all the subsequent games, you know they're they're allowing something like eighty four yards per game rushing. Uh, you know, and, and that they've only they've only just crested above a hundred yards rushing allowed in two of the games against the Bills and and Panthers when they they ran for you know I think like 104, 108 yards, something like that. So um, so this is this has been a really good rush defense, and it's sort of like we are waiting for it to all come together under Vic Fangio, but there's also a heck of a lot of talent there, and I think that. Uh, talent can help things come together a lot quicker, and uh, that seems to be the case. What, what's happened this year? I thought Josh Jacobs was going to get his yards for the Raiders, yeah. Um, yeah. because they, you know, they were they were waiting, they were sitting back waiting for uh, for for uh, Aiden O'Connell to make mistakes, right? And they capitalized on them. They got three picks off the guy, um, but jo- they ran for thirty six yards. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the Raiders did. With Josh Jacobs, you know, so I, I, I am, I'm worried about Brees Hall because he's one of the only guys to worry about on that, um, on that offense, uh, with Garrett Wilson being the other, but, um, but otherwise, you know, it's probably just a situation where it's just really bad up there. The offensive line is banged up. Um, they're not going to be able to protect the quarterback very well. They're probably not going to be able to run block all that well. Uh, we have a history on, you know, we're now establishing a strong history on defense of stopping the run. Um, and Tim Boyle is just good enough, probably just good enough to lose the football game, you know, as a quarterback. It, it Even with Zach Wilson in there, you at least had the element of, you know, yeah, a bunch of the time he's going to back up like 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage and do something really stupid with the ball and then it's not going to work out like he's going to throw a pick or he's going to get sacked. But then sometimes it also is particularly at the end of games, it also worked, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and and they also, they also, he also ended up getting the ball out and like making a play back there, you know, on the, on scramble drill and, and things like that. You always had that as something that could beat a defense that is more talented than you, but now they don't. They don't even have that. Guys, we have one minute and 41 seconds left on this Zoom call. And let's see if we can pack all this in. We'll do predictions in a sec. Uh, Very quickly, one word answers on hard knocks last night. Enjoyable, fun, tell you anything, give anything away. What did you think? I thought Anthony fucking Campanelli was fucking awesome (laughs) in that fucking show. Chris? Fun and better. It's going to get better. Yeah, didn't give a lot away, but was was fun and kind of when that music kicks in, it's your team. It feels pretty sexy. Right, predictions for this Black Friday game. Alf, what have you got? Uh, Dolphin defense scores a touchdown. Dolphin Dolphin offense stays with their doldrums with 20 points. But 27 is is a lot for this Jets uh, team to overcome. 27 to 9, Miami. Not convinced that the offensive doldrums let up yet, so I'm going to say 20-10. I'm going to go 24-12. So uh, there you go. There you have it. Thanks for listening. As always, we will be back on Monday with our review show. Thank you to Price Picks, to Manscaped. If you want to hear us all the time, we're either on social media, but mainly on our Discord, which is uh, which is called OnlyFins, and you can find all the details on the 3 Yards Per Carry Twitter account. Enjoy Black Friday. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you that celebrate. Uh, happy work day to those of you that don't, including me. Uh, go Dolphins. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Carry. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.